0: Daily with Jason Martinez all right here it is a Monday October 11th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez the puck will drop on the NHL season tomorrow night and the Flyers will drop the puck on their NHL season coming up this week on Friday at home against the Canucks to open a five-game homestand the opponents they will see the Canucks on Friday the Seattle Kraken. We'll get our first look at uh, Dave Hackstall and the Kraken. Uh, the Boston Bruins and Florida Panthers on that four-game homestand. So as we get ready to enter a season, this is the time when I start taking stock. I start to try and figure out what I know about this team and what I don't know. So I've decided to call in my psychologist, my hockey psychologist from NHL.com, HockeyBuzz.com, and PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. It is Bill Melter to go through the unknowns and the knowns when it comes to this Flyers team, and he joins us now. Bill, when did you get that doctor's license?
1: Oh, not not a problem. I took uh, (laughs) took Lucy's doctor's in sign, and we're ready to go.
0: (laughs) Sometimes, you know, you feel like uh, we're psychologists in a lot of ways just because of social media, and it's been already, it's been crazy with social media. And Martin Jones has been one of those polarizing topics. I, I said like he's the whipping boy already when he plays, yeah. and you know I, I know somebody shared a screenshot of him uh addressing a you know a potential threat, and he was deep in his net, way deeper than Carter would have been. And they're like, he plays too deep. He can't play that way. That's the way they want him to. Play.
1: That was right. They they moved him. They moved him back in his net, which they've you know which is not the first time that they've done that with certain goalies. You know, I mean that was that was actually part of the issue he had in San Jose towards the end, he was, uh, you know, it's good to challenge, but if he can't get over, you know, it's, uh, you know, you're maybe better, better off playing back a little bit. So, but I mean, that's, that's actually something that they've been trying to get him to do. So, you know, it's, uh, I I don't know. I mean, uh, we can get into Martin, I guess here, but it's, uh, you know, I, I thought that, I thought that other than a goal or two, you know, and I I mean I don't think he was flawless by any means in the preseason, but I do think that uh, it's going a little bit overboard. You know, the last the last game of the preseason, the one in the one in Washington, I mean, nobody had a good third period. Um, Jones included. He really really the one goal that I thought he could have stopped in that period was the one that was overturned. Yeah. You know, and uh, so yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean I you know, there's there's some technical things that you've talked about. Hope maybe he's holding his glove a little lower or whatever. But I thought, you know, I thought overall in the preseason, he he did what he needed to do, particularly at five on five. A save percentage was fine.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. And it's just one of those things where, you know, I think sometimes, you know, based on the back and forth over the last decade and everything, they're looking for someone to point the finger out. But it's preseason, so let's all just take a deep breath. and Which is one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on, because I I was just doing an exercise for just – Just to get it out of my system and i was looking at the things i know about this flyers team and some unknowns but have consequence that i'm hoping that these unknowns get answered and answered in a way that's positive because if they do along with what i feel like i know then you got a team that's going to be significantly better than last year and a really good team i believe in the national hockey league so let's go through the knowns first these are the things i feel like i know for sure and and i'm going to start with the top line of Sean Couturier, Claude Giroux, and whoever that winger is, whether it's Travis Konechny, whether it becomes Cam Atkinson at points, or or whoever it might be, but I feel like that line is going to be their best offensive line no matter what. I feel like I know that for sure right now.
1: So I I think that uh, I think that is a, a pretty safe bet here. Uh, you know, Sean Couturier had a kind of a down year as his as overall game went by the standards last year, but he actually had a pretty good offensive season. Um, Giroux. Had a strange year last year because he, you know, his, his uh, power play numbers were down, but his five-on-five five numbers were really good. They were better than a lot of the other prominent veterans uh, around the league. You know, you know what they're going to bring every game. I mean, Giroux is still a high-end playmaker. Katoria is still one of the best two-way centers in the NHL, and there'll be a talented winger on, on the other side of them. So, you know, I, I think that I think that that however the other however the other lines play out. I do think it's it's pretty safe to say that will be the, the Flyers' best line, and it'll be uh, you know it'll be a line that uh, the team's going to lean heavily on on a game in and game out basis, and uh, I, I think that you know I think that there should be a pretty high degree of consistency from that line, whatever, whatever it looks like.
0: I had a guy call into my radio show and ask me what Drew's stat line looks this year, like this year. And I said, okay, so he's full 82. He's a guy that generally stays healthy, knock on what he does again. If he plays the full 82, I said 21 and 58. So 79 points in 82 games. Do you feel like that was, is is that asking too much? Or, I mean, that that's kind of along the lines of, of what I think he's going to do. Yeah. To I, I, eat I, a little bit on the power play and.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, if he, if he plays all 82, I had him a little lower, you know, I had him in the, the, uh, you know, the 65 to 70 range, mm-hmm. probably closer to 70, but um, you know, but that's, uh, I mean, that, that's, that's first line material in, in today's NHL still. So, you know, I think still, still a productive player.
0: To To that point, my next known, I feel like I know, and this isn't just based on preseason, but Partly based on preseason, it's the assets that uh, Michelle Terrien is going to be able to play. I feel like the power play is going to be significantly improved to what it was last year.
1: Yeah, I am the the power play was so hit or miss last season. Every power play is to a degree, but I, I thought the power play underachieved last season. Uh, I said like like Giroux's power play numbers were way off from his norms. Uh, I think he only had one one power play goal last season. Yeah, something something you know. I think he had one. Um, you know, he he can certainly. Have much more of a normal season for himself on the power play. Um, you know, they didn't really get any production out of the second unit last year. You know, they have they have on paper what should be a good power play. I don't know if it's quite a, a known just because you know they, they've been kind of middle of the pack. Two mm-hmm. two years ago, they were middle of the pack. I think they were 14th, uh, and then last year they were like lower end of the middle of the pack. They've added 18. You know, yeah. they've, they, they've changed the they've changed the mix around a little bit. Um, I do like the fact that. Um, they can rely, you know, I, I think that Yandel will make a difference on the first unit just because yeah. he's such a good distributor, and I think that'll help. Um, you know, on the second unit, I mean, Ellis gets pucks on the net. That certainly helps. Um, you know, but you have, you have to see how the units come together. I don't know if it's a known to me, but I, I think it's an area where, you know, you you can see the promise and the potential uh, of of good
0: units yeah I just I like that fact of Yandel being back there as that distributor no. to give you a varied approach based on uh, the opposition and what the opposition's giving you plus I think the other thing is is the addition of Cam Atkinson and just that that ability to shoot the puck. you saw that goal yeah. uh, against Washington on Friday night right that I mean yeah. he wires that pocket he can get it off his stick and snap it yeah, and and he's you know he he can do that, and he's also really has a
1: knack for finding loose pucks around the net. Yeah, you know he just he just has that ability to go to to go to where the puck is going to be. Uh, you see it at practices, you, you see it, you know, you see it in the preseason. And you know he has a history of scoring goals. I mean, I, I think that he can, whatever whatever role you play him in, he can be effective. And I, and I do think Atkinson being a shoot first guy on a team that's. Still, you know, still largely pass first. That has to be an asset.
0: Yeah, I love the way that Atkinson his engagement level with everything yeah. that he does. Like it just seems like he's hyper dialed into the details. Whether it's loose pucks, whether it's killing penalties, I just love the. He, yeah. He's I, maybe that's just the competitive juices in him, but to me, he's a very mentally engaged player in, in what he does as well. And I guess at his size, you have to be. Um, My third one, Bill. Uh, for what I feel like is an absolute no. no, I just feel like this Ellis and Proveroff pairing is going to be as good, likely better in my belief than that pairing of Proveroff and Niskin. I just think these two players complement each other, uh, uh, listening to them, seeing them on the ice and hearing them off the ice and how much they've engaged with getting to know each other in all elements, breakfast, spending time at the rink just talking all of those things it's a commitment level from each of those players taking that top pairing role incredibly seriously and it is serious business I just think that that, that pairing is going to hit it off and I think that's a huge element of this team
1: no absolutely uh, I think Ellis is Ellis is a kind of defenseman who can pretty much play with anybody but if you yeah. put him with a guy with Proverov's ability level I think he'll They'll complement Provov very well. There will be a predictability between the two. They'll read off of one another. You know, I think it'll be a good good solid two-way pairing. Um, you know, Ellis has a little more left in the tank overall than Niskanen did. Niskanen had a really solid year here, you know, uh, a couple of years ago. But I, I think that potential is there. You know, I, I hold my breath a little bit with, with uh, Ellis's injury history. You know, uh, as we're recording this, um, the Flyers have the off day today. But yesterday, uh, you know, Ellis took a, a maintenance day for the second straight day, as did Bristol Linen. You know, you hear back-to-back maintenance days. But, you know, they, they say that it was just bumps and bruises. There's still most of a week to prepare for the season. So there was no need, there's no need to push it if a guy's just a you know, little bit banged up before, before the start of the season. So, you know, I mean, that, that's the one thing that I just think is, is crucial for Ellis to stay healthy. As long as he's reasonably healthy and he doesn't miss many games, I agree that that top pairing should be really solid.
0: Yeah. And at yeah, this time when you have that uh, pretty much a calendar week between the end of preseason and the regular season starting there, the urgency and those maintenance days are going to be important because you're going to have to monitor that yeah. through the year. Cause it still is a condensed schedule with this Olympic break. Not only that, but it's condensed pretty much and you have 82 in front of you instead of yeah. 56, which is going to be important to how the coaching staff decides to, keep guys fresh throughout which is why they may go deeper a little bit too in the call-ups and those kind of things all right bill now it's time for the things that keep me up at night the unknowns and i I think these are all critically important i could have gone deeper than three but these three i think are, are the biggest and most consequential so i'm going to start with the obvious one and that's the penalty kill because in the preseason um it to me it seemed like There was a lack of commitment on how to play opposition power plays, and I don't know what they're going to be. Now, granted, we didn't have for a lot of those games, the regular penalty killers and how they're going to be paired and all of those elements. But um, I'm trying to figure out what they're going to be on the PK. I don't know. I believe in some of the personnel, but I got to see how it works together. And I'm coming in with a huge unknown and something that's got to be a lot better than it was last year. Cause it was 30 th- out of 31 teams last year. Yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, you know, you, you take the preseason with a grain of salt, but to allow eight opposition power play goals in six games, at least one in every game. And again, I mean, there's some extenuating circumstances there, but still, I mean, I think we were both hoping to see some signs of, of things coming together. They, there's a lot of work to do. Um, you know, I always go back to what were the things they did well when they were, they finished 11th two seasons ago, but they were in the top 10 for much of the season. They had a, a couple of games, uh, you know, in the after a couple of games, I think in the second half of the season, even as they got hot, but they they let up several power play goals. So the percentage dropped, but what the things that they did well in that year to me was denying entries, yep, and, and strong side pressure. And you do that and you know, of course, the goalie has to take care of the rest. He has, to, you know, let him see the pucks, and he has to make the saves he has to make. Um, you know, I I think that you know this preseason, I again, I thought the goaltending, no matter who was in net, was actually pretty decent. Um, but the play in front of them, in front of the goalies, was not very good. You know, there there were still too many seams. There's the there, there were still too many situations where somebody wasn't picked up, or there was an open side for. I mean, it was. You know, it was different things. Some cases it was bad luck. You know, a block shot goes something somebody or, or whatever. And those, there's nothing you can do about those. But I think that there's, until they show improvement, you know, I, I think that that's going to be an open question as to, okay, how good is this penalty kill going to be? How is it going to gel? I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's going to take a little bit of time so you can get a fair read on it. But I don't think we can – Sit here today, you know, about a week ahead of the season, and say, okay, this is going to be greatly improved. It's going to be a team strength. On paper, the personnel is better.
0: Yeah. And it can derail you if it's not better than it was yeah. last year. That's, it's one of those things that's so consequential to winning and losing. Uh, my second one, Bill, while they address this in the offseason, I wonder if it's enough. And it's, you know, having a physical presence on the ice, they certainly have that. And you have that with, with Rasmus line and there's accountability. But is there enough of it? Because I, I, I feel like I see the NHL reverting in a way back to more physical play uh, in the last two years, and in particular last year, where you know teams that really bang can really wear you down. And I wonder about the, the team toughness and physicality up front well I think you have a little bit of that on the back end and Ellis is a willing participant even though he's not a a big man Uh, Rasmus Ristolainen is but do they have enough of that and do they have enough of it up front to kind of start imposing their physical will on a team as well
1: yeah I think it's still a fairly small team particularly without Kevin Hayes Um, yeah you know it's a smaller lineup I don't think it's an especially physical lineup you can you know, you can, you can play a certain way and, and, and try to step up the physical element of your game. I mean, the, just, just in terms of the, the makeup of the, of the forward squad, I think that's, that certainly is a, a fair concern. Um, it would have been nice to have uh, Wade, Wade Allison because I thought he could have helped at least partially solve that. Um, he does bring size. He brings muscle. He plays an aggressive game. He doesn't let anybody take liberties on himself or on teammates. And he, and he plays on the upper end of the lineup, too. And that, that's big because if it's just a fourth line guy who's not seeing the ice very much, you know, he can, you know, he, he can maybe handle himself in, in certain situations, but he's not a guy who's going to probably be on the ice some of the times when you, you know, you really need that element. And uh, I mean, right right now, it is still an area that they're lacking. You can't address every, everything in an offseason, but I think that's something that, uh, you know, that, that's still. Needs to take shape a little bit more, and I don't. I don't know that the personnel is on hand, or even, you know, even just about ready to come up from the. You know, the anybody's an imminent call up from the Phantoms either. That's going to necessarily fill that role. So I, I completely agree that that's a that's a valid unknown going in.
0: Because yeah, the one thing I don't want is I don't want players that that's not part of their game to add that to their game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, you don't want players at this point to be what they're not. And because the team lacks something. So uh, it's, it's an acquirable thing that you can acquire during the season. Uh And we'll see if it is an issue, then maybe Chuck Fletcher goes and, and solves that issue, you know, sometime in season before the deadline. But it's just something to me that it, it just seems like the game. Do, do you agree that the game seems like it's getting more physical, and kind of going back in that direction from just speed and skill?
1: I, I do. I do. Um, you know, I, I think that the, you hear it all around the league now, well, you can be fine in the regular season to, to really contend in the postseason. You have to be able to grind a little bit. You have to be yeah. able to hit and you have to be able to answer the bell. If, if you know, if a teammate gets, uh, gets challenged or, or gets hit or, or whatever. And yeah, I think, you know, it's always, it's always kind of a pendulum anyway. Um, you know, I, I, it, really the pendulum to me started swinging when Washington won the cup a couple of years ago, Tom Wilson, um, yeah, Tom Wilson, you know, certainly, um, you know, but I mean, there, there aren't a lot of players who are going to be Tom Wilson. You know, they might have one piece of the puzzle, but you know, Wilson, as much as you might hate him, makes an impact on games and in, in a lot of different ways. So, you know, he, you always have to have your head on a swivel when he's out there. Every, every team would like to have that. It's hard to get to, to a degree. If you're off, if you also want the skill side of it, um, and I think that's an area where, where some teams are playing catch up. And I think the Flyers are one of those teams.
0: I mean, you look at you look what Tampa added when they, you know, to win the back to back Cubs, or, guys yeah. like Maroon and Goudreau and and those kind of elements. And and Blake Coleman, guys that yeah. can give you a little bit of that sandpaper. Uh, the last thing, Bill, that keeps me up at night is the sense of the bounce back for certain players. And, you know, certain players, I think. I mean, all of these players need a bounce back and they're all for different reasons, but um, a couple of them are really key. And obviously Carter Hart is a big one, but Travis Konechny is a huge, uh-huh. he needs to have a big bounce back. Travis Sanheim needs to develop chemistry with Rasmus Ristolainen and, and have a big bounce back here. Hayes, when he gets back healthy, he's coming off a double core surgery, but he needs a bounce back here. Oscar, I think is going to bounce back. He's looked great in preseason and, You know, I look at a guy, both goaltenders, Hart and Jones, both need to bounce back from different situations. And I'm asking a lot there of a lot of guys to bounce back. But frankly, we need pretty much all those guys to bounce back.
1: Uh, Yeah, uh, to to varying degrees. I mean, the the likelihood of everybody bouncing back, you know, probably not. The the, the likelihood of some, hopefully even most, bouncing back. I mean, I'm, I'm more confident about that. Um, you know, like you, you mentioned, you mentioned Konechny right off the top. Um, you know, Kinechni to me was, Konechny has been much more involved this preseason. Um, he does, you know, points haven't really been very easy to come by. He's had some plays where he tried to tried to do a little too much or whatever. But, but he's involved. He's using his speed. He, he looks closer to where he was two seasons ago. And sometimes, you know, sometimes you just need a, a couple going in for you. And yeah. and you're fine. And I I, I think Connecty is close, um, not totally on. I mean, you know, you go back uh, go back a couple of nights ago, like, like they had a power play, and he was uh, he was set up point blank range for a one timer, dead slot, and he missed. You know, he missed it pretty badly on it. I mean, that that when Connecty's on, he won't do. Um, you know, and I mean, I, I think it's a concern because you have to go back to the bubble, the playoffs, and he didn't score a goal there, and he didn't. You know, he didn't have a good offensive year last year after that early, early hat-trick game in the season. So it's an open question until he bounces back. Um, you know, with the goaltending, we'll, we'll see. Once the season gets underway, particularly with Carter Hart, I think with improved play in front of him. And I, and I thought the Flyers overall, I mean, the last game was just a pretty sloppy for both sides. But I think overall, they, they look better five-on-five, five, particularly defensively. I think that'll help Carter Hart. So I have a reasonable degree of confidence. And I'll, I'll add, Jason, that, you know, when we were doing this exercise last year, we had hard as one of the things we knew for sure. Yeah. Which goes sometimes you, you know, you don't always know for sure. But I, I do I do have a pretty good confidence in him bouncing back. Um, you know, I think Sandheim's had a good, yeah, yeah. Sandheim's had a pretty good preseason, I think, overall. But again, you need to see it. You need to see it in season. So those are going to be unknown until you have a, A sampling of games 15 games whatever a quarter of a season and then you can start saying okay it looks like it looks like he'll be fine
0: what what about the pairing with ristaline and with with travis sandheim because look they haven't played together a lot they need to av talked about it last week when we met with them before a game that if those two could develop chemistry they can be really good together uh they still got a ways to go but what have you seen so far out of the pair well
1: i thought i thought one game in particular that they were together uh, the the game against Washington was a dynamic game for that pairing. Mm. They were they were the best pairing on the ice that game, and they, the Flyers had a full complement of players. That you know that when you talk about what's the vision, that game was the vision. But there were some other ups and downs therein. You know, I, again, I the, the Washington game they they were they were you know among the many that didn't have a very good game together and wasn't even necessarily goalie wasn't necessarily big on the ice for goals against although they were. But I mean, it was just just more from Shift in, shift out consistency. I, I, that's really what you need to see from both of them. You know, with line, you know you're going to get the physical element. You know, you know you'll get the occasional offense out of them, but just just playing that physical brand of hockey, but within playing under control too. You know, and that's that's still that's still an open question if he can do that. And and Sandheim, it's uh, you know the attention to detail a lot of times. So
0: I, I you know I think again you
1: have to you have to see it first.
0: Yeah, and it'll be fascinating to see how those two come together because in, in a lot of ways, Rasmus Stalining can really open up Sandheim's offensive game as well and, you know, let him get up the ice a little bit more. And uh, same thing with Ivan Proveroff, too. We've seen the offense. We saw the overtime goal, and he can get up the ice. And with having a good partner with good chemistry, you can, you can exploit those assets that you have from an offensive standpoint. I mean, a couple of years ago, Bill, I mean, this Flyers team, the blue line, uh, led the NHL in scoring. Right, uh, that that That's something that'll help when you don't have a bona fide, you know, 45-goal scorer on this team. You're going to have to get it from all different places, and getting it from your blue line would be a big help. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, when when the Flyers were, were near the top
1: of the league offensively, there was just that balance, and and getting contributions from the blue line is a big part of it. I think the Flyers, that, that's an area that I feel pretty confident in, that mm-hmm. the Flyers will be one of the higher scoring teams in terms of, contributions from the blue line they have quite a few guys who can you know who could even potentially be, be power play candidates under certain setups so i i think that uh i think that's an area where they should get pretty good contributions it's just the it's just the overall games you want to see it come together
0: yeah well we're gonna see it this week and the league kicks off they'll drop the puck on the twenty one twenty two season coming up tomorrow night tuesday night it'll get underway we've got two games the penguins in action and uh, also seattle taking on vegas so that'll be fascinating and then Uh, the flyers won't drop it until friday but we're counting down the days now to the regular season hockey is here and uh, we're very excited about it. i feel better after this session bill send me the bill in the mail Uh, i'll make sure that my people pay your people Uh, everybody thanks for listening to this episode we're back we're actually up to seven days a week now uh, because Basically, the regular season's here. So, we're going to go straight through until it's all said and done, hopefully, late into the summer. But, uh, everybody, thanks for listening. We'll bring you a brand new episode of Flyers Daily coming up tomorrow on Tuesday. Have a great day. Ooh.